Welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. Right now, let's listen in to this week's message. Well, we're in a uh, current sermon series that I've titled, God Grant My Request. And today is week two out of our three-week sermon series, and I've titled today's sermon, Enlarge My Territory. Enlarge My Territory. And our theme verse for this series is found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 through 10. And it says, uh, I, and I love this, because this is the, the prayer of Jabez. And the prayer of Jabez was a very famous prayer that went around the country and the world. It's a book that went around the world where people began to pray this type of prayer because they wanted these types of blessings to be on their life. And here's what verse 9 begins to say. It says, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his, called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the Lord of Israel, saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed. And that's where I got last week's message title was, bless me. And, that, and enlarge my territory. And that's where, that's where I got today's message title is, enlarge my territory. That's what we're going to talk about today. And that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil. And that's a sermon title for next week is keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. And that's where I got the sermon title or or the message title for this series is God grant my request. Now, last week, I preached a sermon entitled, Bless Me, and we learned how Jabez caused so much pain to his mother, either while childbirth or there shortly after, that his mother actually calls him Jabez. She names him Jabez, which means pain or sorrow. And even though Jabez had all this pain in his past, he overcame the pain to step into faith, and he prayed one of the most boldest prayers found in your entire Bible, the prayer of Jabez, and God says this. It says, the Bible says this, God granted him what he requested because he prayed this bold prayer. And if you and I will begin to pray bold prayers, God will grant us the requests of our hearts and the things that we have desires for. God will actually answer those prayers. And just like Jabez, all of us have experienced pain in life. If you've lived any short time period at all or long time period at all, you know that you've experienced pain. But just because we've experienced pain does not mean that we're disqualified from being able to receive the blessings of the Lord and from God being able to enlarge our territory. And so today, I want to talk to us about how God wants to enlarge our territory, how God wants to give us the same blessings that he gave to Jabez and how he gave us the same blessings that he gave to Abraham. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 9 says, So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. And we talked about this last week, how God gave Abraham seven different blessings and how God also wants to give us those same blessings. Those blessings are found in in Genesis chapter 12 starting at verse 1. It says, The Lord had said to Abraham, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. And we're going to really take a look at this verse and really break this verse down today. We're going to really dive into that verse. And then he goes on to give them the seven blessings. Number one, he says, I will make you into a great nation. Number two, I will bless you. Number three, and make you famous. And the New King James Version says, and give you a great name. Number four, and make you And you will be a blessing to others. Number five, I will bless those who bless you. Number six, and curse those who treat you with contempt or curse those who curse you. Blessing number seven that he wants to give every single one of us that he gave to Abraham is all the families on earth will be blessed through you. And last week, we really dove into detail what each one of these blessings are because God said, if you will put your faith in me and if you will follow me, I will bless you. I will encourage you. I will enlarge your territory. And just like God did it for Jabez and just like he did it for Abraham, God also wants to give us all of those same different blessings that he gave to them. God wants to make all of us have these types of blessings for one great reason, because he wants us to impact the world for his glory. How many of you know God wants to use you to impact the world for his glory, amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, God wants to use me to bring him glory. So when we hear this vernacular of enlarge my territory, here's what the Bible's talking about. 
The Bible is saying that God wants to give us more influence, that God wants to give us more resources, all for one reason, so that we can make a greater impact in this world to bring him glory. And for some of you, God wants to give you a promotion at work. He wants to give you more responsibilities. He wants you to manage over people at work. For some of us, God wants to give us influence in our families or our schools or workplaces or in our church or in our community. God wants to make a greater impact in our world so we can make a difference to bring him glory. For some of us, God wants to give us more resources so we can be a blessing to others, so we could be a blessing to the church and see ministry happen, so that we could bless other missionaries, so that we could see more people come to Jesus Christ and to a saving knowledge of him, so that we could see addictions break off of people and bondage break off of people, sins break off of people. God wants to enlarge our territories for all of these different reasons. And the Bible is so clear about that, how God wants to enlarge our territory. But here's the dilemma. If God wants to enlarge our territory, if he wants every single Christian to have their territory enlarged, then why isn't every single Christian experiencing this today? And today I want to talk to you from the life of Abraham and give you three steps for God to enlarge my territory. Let's pray. God, we love you so much and we thank you for your wonderful presence that is here. Lord, during this sermon series, we're learning how you will grant our requests how when we pray, we catch your ear, we catch your heart, we catch your presence, we catch your, your hand that moves because you're moved with compassion. God, you love us so much. And in this teaching today, would you teach us how to enlarge our territory? Because you really do want to enlarge our territory. You want to give us more influence so we can make a greater impact in this world so that you would be glorified. So, Lord, speak to our hearts today in Jesus' name. And everyone said aloud, amen. 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 The first step for God to enlarge my territory is I must obey and follow the word of God. Abraham's territory was enlarged because he stepped out on God's word. He believed what God said, and as a result, he stepped out in faith, and he followed God wherever God was wanting to take him to this new land, this new territory. And let me take you back in Genesis chapter 1 and, and verse 4. We're going to break this verse down. It says, the Lord said to Abraham, leave your native country. It says, leave. Everybody say leave. leave. Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. And then verse 4, Abram, Abraham, which is Abram, Abraham departed. In other words, he obeyed and he followed the Lord. As the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him, Abraham was 75 years old when he left Haran. Now, God told Abraham to leave, and as a result, he obeyed and he followed the word of the Lord, and he left Haran at 75 years old. Could you imagine being 75 years old? You're not wanting to start over. You're not wanting to pick up and leave. You're not wanting to take your family somewhere. What you're wanting to do is you're wanting to relax. You're wanting to chill. You're wanting to retire. You're wanting to stay focused on all the things that God has already given you. You're in this land. You're in the house that you want to stay in. You've already made your friendships. You're wanting to buy a lazy boy chair so you can relax. You're wanting to relax and retire and to experience all that God has for you. You want to relax. But here, God tells him at age 75 years old, he says, leave. And Abraham obeyed and he followed the word of the Lord because he knew that God wanted to enlarge his territory. And Harvest Church, if we want God to enlarge our territory, we will have to obey and follow the word of the Lord that he's already spoken. If we don't follow the instructions of God in the small areas, then God's not going to give us more to be over certain things. He's not going to give us more passions. He's not going to give us more of the desires of our heart. He's not going to grant our requests unless we're faithful in the little things. And the Bible talks a lot about being faithful in the little things. Let me show you an example in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 21 it says the master was full of praise well done my good and faithful servant we've all heard that before right we know that verse well done my good and faithful servant you have been faithful in handling the small um, in handling this small amount so now and everybody wants to get to the so now part Everybody wants to get to the, so now, bless me, Lord. So now, enlarge my territory. So now, keep me from evil. Everybody wants to get to that part. So now, says you have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now, so as a result, 
I will give you many more responsibilities. Let me, let's celebrate together. And one of the greatest things that keeps God from enlarging our territory is when we're not faithful in the small things, when we're not faithful to obey and follow God and to follow the words that he's already spoken. There's two ways that God has already spoken. One is found in your Bible. God has spoken all the things found in Scripture. So how many of you know if God has spoken something, we ought to be able to do those things that God has spoken. But also, God has spoken things into our own personal lives. God has spoken things in our lives when we've been praying, when we've been fasting, when we're open to hear the voice of the Lord. God actually speaks to us all of those different things. And one of the greatest ways that we can listen to the voice of the Lord is to do and follow all the things that God has already spoken into our lives. And so many people pray prayers like this. God, enlarge my territory. God, give me more. God, show me the next steps. And God says, I will as soon as you do what I've already asked you to do. And God says, if you, if you will do the things I've already asked you to do, I will enlarge your territory. But the first thing I need you to do is step out and take steps of faith. I want to enlarge your territory, but I first need you to step out in faith on the things I've already spoken in my word. Things like loving people. The Bible says, love others as you do yourself. Things like forgiving people. The Bible says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. The Bible says, be faithful in the small things like having a prayer life, like reading your Bibles, having a devotional life. Pastor Gary, I want God to enlarge my territory. But most people don't want to do the things needed for God to keep them in a place where God wants to actually take them. I know that anointing. I know ability. I know that talents will take people and we'll open up certain doors and we'll take people to certain places. But the only way that we'll be able to remain in the land that God is wanting to take us is if we're faithful in the small things. If we have the, uh, the character that's needed to keep us there. If we keep the integrity that's needed to keep us there. See, God wants to take us to places, but not all of us have the character to be able to remain in the land that God wants to take us to. Yes, anointing can open up doors, but it's your character that will keep you in a place that God actually wants to keep you in. So many people aspire for these great positions in life, but they lack the things needed to actually keep them there. God, enlarge my territory. And God says, I need you first to be faithful with church attendance. I need you to attend faithfully. I need you to make it a priority. And I'm not talking about not joining online. That's great. I, I love that you're joining online. I'm just talking about making church attendance a priority. Do you know that in today's time, the average person attends church once a month? Once a month. When I first got saved, if you were going to miss a Sunday, you would call a leader. You would let them know, hey, I'm not backsliding. I, I'm just going to go on vacation this week, you know. And, but now we attend service once a month, and we wonder why our territory is not being expanded. We need to get around people that are going in the same direction that we're going in. We need to hang around people that will hold us accountable. We need to hang around people that are going the same way, that are believing the same things. It's iron sharpening iron. God enlarged my territory. And God says, first, I need you to do the things found in my word. I need you to get water baptized. Listen, if you've never been water baptized, let me encourage you to get water baptized. There's a baptism service that's going to happen in the first Wednesday in November. It's on November 2nd. It'll happen at 7 p.m. If you've never been baptized, let me encourage you to get baptized. The Bible says that after they, got, after they, they received salvation, they got baptized. Some people that exact same day, they went to the Jordan River. They went to some pool of water, and they got baptized. Baptized. One of the greatest things that we could do as believers after we give our lives to Jesus Christ is get baptized. If you've never been baptized, let me encourage you to get baptized. We have a baptism service, but then the class is needed to get baptized as well. We just want, want to show you what to bring. We want to do a teaching on baptism and why you're going to get baptized. That class is going to be on October 30th, the Sunday preceding that first Wednesday. It'll be at 11 o'clock in our senior high modular right outside the doors in, in modular 402, 401, 402. But come to that class if you've never been baptized. If you just are curious about what baptism is, we want to give you teaching on what baptism is because we want to help you in your faith walk. It's important that we do the little things if we want God to enlarge our territory. Here's what I'm trying to teach you today. That everybody wants more. Everybody wants to get to the so now part. Everybody wants to get to those areas, but not everyone's being faithful in the little things. And for some of you, it's pouring into your marriage, doing the little things. For some of you, it's pouring into your children's lives, it's doing the little things. God, help me with my test. 
And God says, I'll help you with your test if you actually show up to class on time. He says, I'll help you with your test if you actually spend time studying. I'll help you with your test if you actually do the assignments that the teacher says that you need to do. God, would you help me manage 25 people under me at work? And God says, I can't give you 25 people to manage. You can't even manage one person well. You're not even managing your own life well. How can I give you 25 people to manage when you won't even manage your own life? God, give me a new job. And God says, I want to give you a new job. I have new land for you to take, but how can I give you a new job if you're not being faithful with the job I've already given you? How can I give you a new job if you're not showing up on time? How can I give you a, job, a new job if you're calling in sick when you're not? God, give me more money. God, help me make more. And God says, first, you got to be faithful in the little things. Pastor Gary, how do I be faithful in the little things? Here's what that means. That means tithing. That means saving. That means paying down debt. And after you've done all three of those things, then it's enjoying life. But see, too many people, they flip that around. They want to enjoy life. Pastor Gary, I'm going out this weekend. I'm, I'm going to go to the restaurant. I'm going to go buy the things that I really want. I'm going to go watch this movie. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go to Disneyland. I'm going to do all these other things. And, man, Pastor Gary, I got to the end of the month. I just don't have any more money. I, I can't save. I can't pay down the debt. I can't tithe. Well, then no wonder why God's not enlarging your territory because you're not doing the things that are found in Scripture. We have to be able to tithe first, then save, reduce debt, and then enjoy life. Don't flip that around. Do what God is already spoken it's being faithful in the little things we have to learn to be faithful with the little things we have to obey and follow the word of God and if we will do these things and God will then enlarge our territory the second step that God wants to enlarge the second way for God to enlarge our territory is I must be willing to leave my comfort zone I must be willing to leave my comfort zone. If you have the fill in the blank, you must be willing to leave your comfort zone. Now, when I said that, some of you are like, I don't want to leave my comfort zone. I want to leave my children at home. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't try to change the points. Pastor Gary's not going to change the point today. I, I have to leave my comfort zone. Let's take a look at Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, our anchor verse for today. The Lord said to Abraham, leave your native country your relatives, your father's family, and go to the land that I, want to, that, that I will show you. And God said this to Abraham. He says, I want to enlarge your territory. I want to give you these seven blessings. I want to bless your lives. I want to do these things for you, but it will require that you leave your comfort zone. And Abraham, he left his family. He left his home. He left his people. He left his father's household. And as a, re as a result, God said to Abraham, I have blessings on my mind for you. I have, territory, I, have, I have territories I want to enlarge on my mind for you. I want to do these things for you, but first it will require that we leave some things behind. He says, you will leave your country, you will leave all these comfortable things, and as a result, I will bless you. I will enlarge your territory. In Harvest Church, God wants to enlarge our territory as well. But it, just like it meant for Abraham, it will mean that we will have to leave some comforts in life. It will mean that we have to leave our comfort zone to experience all that God has waiting for us. Comfortable people don't have their territories enlarged. Comfortable people do not have their territories enlarged. Comfortable people stay in the place of comfort. Comfortable people don't like leaving things because they, they don't know what's ahead. Comfortable people want to stay because they don't know how God's going to bless them. But if we want God to, to be able to bless our life and to expand our territory, it will mean that we have to leave comforts in life. And let's be honest, all of us love comforts. I love comforts. You love comforts. All of us love comforts in life. And after a long day of work, you know what I love to do? You know what, what's, what's waiting for me at home? Some of you might be thinking, oh, your, your wife is waiting for you at home. And yes, that's, that's true. But you know what's waiting for me at home? Some of you might be thinking, oh, his dog Teddy, that cute little Pomeranian, his dog Teddy, he's waiting for Yeah, 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 my dog's waiting for me at home. My children are waiting for me at home. Yes, those are all things that are true. But you know what's waiting for me at home? My lazy boy chair. Oh, man, I love my lazy boy chair. And my whole family, they know that's my chair. They know don't get in my chair. In fact, when I get home, if someone in my family is sitting in my chair, I don't care if it's a dog. I'll give them a look like. 
And they know, oh, I better move it or lose it because dad wants this comfortable chair. All of us love comfort. It's about comfort. I love being comfortable. Think about your clothes. All of us have different types of clothes for different types of occasions. We have school clothes. We have work clothes. We have church clothes. We have comfort clothes. We have those clothes that we love to wear that bring us comfort that we want. We just want to be comfortable. And several of you guys, the fellas in here, some of you have some jeans that your wife has been getting, trying to get rid of for the last 20 years. You know those ones, the ones with the holes in them, the ones that are faded, that don't even fit right. They've been out of style for 20 years, and your wife is trying to throw those jeans away, type of jeans, you know what I'm talking about? You still like wearing those jeans. Why? Because they're comfortable. Your wife hates those jeans. But you love sporting them anyways because they're comfortable. Man, on my days off, there's times where I'll go into my closet and I want to get my comfort shirt. I want to get that shirt that is the most comfortable shirt. Like, I love this shirt. And I'll go into my closet and I'm looking for it. I can't find it. I'll say, hey, babe, where's that one shirt that I love to wear, my, my favorite shirt? And she'll go, oh, you mean that faded blue one, that one that's too short because we watched it too many times, the one with the holes under the armpits? You mean, you mean that shirt? And she says it like it's a negative thing. But I'm like, yeah, that shirt. Like, where is that? Yeah, 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 I want to wear that shirt today. And she's like, oh, I, I gave that shirt away. I threw that shirt away two weeks ago. I'm like, what? Why would you throw away my favorite shirt? That's my favorite shirt. And you threw away my favorite shirt. I'm still bitter about that right now, Ben. <laughs> God, grant my request. Help me not be bitter at my wife. Come on, amen. No, not really. But it's about comfort. I love that shirt or pants or whatever it is that you might. There was one time, my wife still says that she did not get rid of this one shirt. But I had a favorite shirt. She used to tell me every time I wear it. She's like, babe, I hate that shirt. Would you get rid of that shirt? I don't like that shirt. And then one day it was just gone. It was gone. I'm like, babe, where's that shirt? I'm telling you, these are true stories. That you, you might have your own story about that. But Lord, help me to, to not get bitter. All right. All of us like to be comfortable. But here's what I'm saying today. If we want God to enlarge our territory, it will require that we leave our comfort zone. For some of you, you have to leave the comfort of your sin behind. You have to leave your comfortable sin behind. Some of you have gotten so comfortable with your sin that you're not even fighting that battle anymore. You're not even praying about that battle anymore. When you first got saved, you used to pray. You used to say, God, help me with this sin, Lord. I hate that I'm, I'm in this sin. God, I hate that, that this thing has me bound. And you used to pray. You, you used to seek God about that sin in your life. You used to give people your phone and say, hey, put a lock protection on my phone so that I can't look at certain things on, on the Internet. Hey, do, do certain things so I can't download certain apps on my phone because I keep on sinning. I don't want to sin anymore. You used to ask for accountability, but now you've gotten so comfortable with your sin you didn't even fight that battle anymore. And God says, I have so much more for you. I want to take you to new land. I want to enlarge your territory, but I can't do it until you leave the comfortable sin that's in your life. You've got to leave that sin behind. For some of you, it's leaving the comfort of laziness behind. Everybody wants a promotion at work. Everybody wants to be promoted. They want to, they want to make more money. But there's some things that it will require. You know what it will require? It's going to require more time of you. It's going to require more responsibilities of you. It's going to require being more faithful at work. It's going to be, require more pressure. It's going to require more work. It's going to require more. More always requires more. Some people just can't handle more because they're too lazy. And God says, if you'll leave the comfort of laziness, I'll enlarge your territory. For some of you, it's, it's leaving the comfort of bad spending habits. And God says, if, if you'll get on a budget and if you'll stick to it, I'll enlarge your territory. And those are two different things. Becoming up with a budget is one thing, but sticking to the budget is a whole other thing. God says, if you'll stick to the budget, I'll enlarge your territory. For some of you, it's leaving the comfort of toxic relationships. And some of you have some friendships in your life right now that are just toxic. Some of you have friendships in your life right now that are not good relationships for you. They're tearing you down. Every time you share dreams, every time you share things that you want to do in life, they just tear you down and they make fun of you. You ought to be able to have friends that build you up. You need friends that pray 
for you. You need friends that fast for you. You need, pray, you need friends that will hold you accountable. You need friends that will actually walk this life with you, iron sharpening iron that are headed in the same direction. God says if you leave those comfortable friends, and I'll be able to enlarge your territory. For some, it means leaving the comfort of wasting time. And so many people, especially today, are wasting so much time on social media. Going out on Facebook, going on TikTok. And if you don't know what TikTok is, don't worry about it. It's, but TikTok, I just, I just heard this yesterday. I like watching this, um, this, I like listening to this podcast. And he said, TikTok has overcome Facebook. And, and every single day, people spend about 85 minutes on TikTok just on, that's not counting all the other social medias. That's just TikTok. TikTok is the number one social media thing that people spend time on right now. So many people spend time on social media. They spend hours on television or binging on Netflix. I just stumbled on some toes right there. <laughs> they spend hours playing video games. Now listen, I enjoy all of these different things. I enjoy spending time on social media. I enjoy playing video games. I enjoy playing golf, but not at the expense of developing myself. You have to develop yourself. The first priority that you have to do with your time is develop yourself. It can't come at the expense of Facebook and all those other things. So many people waste so much time. And about a year ago, my wife was in, in her time of prayer, her quiet time, and the Lord spoke to my wife and said, I want you to, every time you get the urge to go out onto social media, instead of going on social media, what I want you to do is read the Bible instead. Now, my wife is super disciplined. My wife always has had a prayer life. She's always had a Bible reading time. But the Lord was challenging her. The Lord said to her, hey, if, you'll, if every time you get the urge to want to go on social media, I want you to read your Bible. And so my wife made that vow. She told me, she told her friends, I was asking her, hey, how are you doing with that? She said, yep, I haven't gone on social media. She took about three months and, and abstained from going on social media, I mean, altogether, altogether. And at first she said, man, it was really hard. But then at first I didn't, I didn't miss it anymore. What I realized is that my spirit started to be cleansed of all the negativity that was being out there, all the things that was really trying to get into my spirit. It was being cleansed. And instead of going out onto social media, she said, I would read my Bible. And here's what happened. After three months of, of, of abstaining from social media, she actually read through the entire Bible in three months. Now, when I just said that, there was two train of thoughts there. Some of you said, wow, that's incredible. Like, to read the entire Bible in three months. I, I can tell you, I've never done that. I've read the Bible. The quickest I've ever done is in a year. I've done, I've done that pretty much every year since we started that about nine years ago. So that's the fastest I've ever read the Bible. But others of you, you said, wow, Pastor Gary's wife, she used to spend a lot of time on social media. She, <laughs> she just loved to get on social media all the time and Wow, that's a lot of time, Pastor Christina, to spend on social media. And I'll just leave that, I'll just leave that where it is. But hey, babe, I do want to say this. I want to publicly honor you because so many people hear the voice of the Lord, but they don't do the voice of the Lord. And you did the voice of the Lord. And let me tell you as a result what, what I saw happen. Here's what I saw happen as a result of you spending time with the Lord instead of spending time on social media or whatever. What I saw happen in your life was that God began to enlarge your territory spiritually. He enlarged your territory as a wife. He enlarged your territory as a mom. He enlarged your territory as a leader. He enlarged your territory by you having visions and dreams for the Sisters Conference that just happened, which, by the way, was the largest one in Harvest Church history. 414 people came out for that. It's absolutely incredible. And all of that took place... Because she left the comfort of wasting time. And God says, if you leave the comfort of wasting time, I'll enlarge your territory. For some of us, it means leaving the comfort of undisciplined schedules. Now listen, I'm about to say a statement that is so profound. People that aren't heading anywhere in life have a calendar that proves it. Let that soak in. People that aren't going anywhere in life have a calendar that shows it and that proves it. They, they don't calendarize important things when it comes to spiritual matters. See, all of us, we calendarize things that are very important in our life. 
if we, if we, here's what I've noticed. People that have a prayer life, they calendarize it. People that have their time with the Lord, they calendarize it. People that are diligent about reading their Bibles, they calendarize it. You and I, whenever we have something super important that we don't want to miss out on, what do we do? We calendarize it. We put it on our calendars. When we, every six months, when we go to the dentist and they say, oh, you, you need to come back six months from now, guess what we do so we don't forget? We put it on our calendar. If we have a doctor's appointment we have to go to, we put it on our calendar. If there's something that we have to do, we put it on the calendar. If we have a Kings game we have to go to, we put it on the calendar. And then here's what people say. Well, Pastor Gary, I don't want to limit God. I, I, I don't want to put God in a box and put him in my little calendar for God to speak to me only in that little bit of, t- bit of time. But that's the problem. God's not speaking to you because you don't make room for God to speak to you. You don't add him on your calendar. You don't add any time or any room for God to speak to you. We say, God, enlarge my, enlarge my territory. And God says, if you'll spend time with me, if you'll add room for me, then... I'll be able to enlarge your territory. But first, we have to take steps of faith. All of us want God to enlarge our territory, but it will require that we leave some comfortable things in life. All of us, if I were to ask you, hey, how many of you want to grow in your relationship with Jesus? How many of you want to become more like Christ? It would be 100%. Everybody would say, yep, sign me up for that. But some people don't realize what they're signing up for. They don't realize how painful it is when we get on a potter's wheel. We don't realize how God will begin to form us, how he'll begin to mold us, how he'll begin to develop us, how he'll begin to change us. And everyone loves the idea of growth, but not everybody loves the process of growth. There's a process that begins to happen when we say, Lord, I'm willing to grow. I want to, be, I want to change for you. He'll put us on that potter's wheel and he begin to form us. And if we want to become all that God is calling us to be, we're going to have to leave our comfort zone so that God can lead us to the land that he's wanting to call us to. Pastor Gary, that's not easy. You're right. It's not easy, but it is worth it. It's not easy, but it's worth it. Don't focus on what you're leaving. Focus on what you're gaining. Abraham was able to leave because he wasn't focused on what he was leaving. He wasn't focused on his family that he was leaving. He wasn't focused on, his, on, the, on the home that he was leaving. He wasn't focused on his culture or even the people that he was leaving because he knew that God wanted to enlarge his territory. So God, took, so God said, leave those things. And Abraham took his eyes off of what he was leaving and he put his eyes on where he was going and what he was going to gain. And that's a word for someone here today. You have to remove your eyes. You have to take your eyes off of what you're leaving and put your eyes on where God is wanting to take you because God has a hopeful future for you. God has a bright future for you. Take your eyes off of what you're leaving and onto what you're gaining. Don't get stuck on the past. Don't get stuck on what it was, but get your eyes focused on the future. Get your eyes focused on where God is taking you because where he's wanting to take you is a lot more important than what you're leaving behind. God has much more for you over there but it starts out by leaving the things that God has already put in our life but now we're saying we want more so it's taking the the step to leave those things so that God could actually expand our territory if we will uh, want God to enlarge our territory it's going to mean that we have to leave our comfort zone in life the third step for God to enlarge my territory is I must obey and live by faith Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 8 says by faith Everyone say that word faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to the place where he would later receive his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Did you catch that? Like sometimes we read that story, we think that these Bible characters already knew Oh, yeah, God's going to take me here. God's going to take me there. And then things going to part the Red Sea and then all this other stuff. No, 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 no. All those people just took steps of faith. They had no clue where God was taking them. And God enlarged Abraham's territory because he lived by faith. He left his home. He left his family. He left his comforts. He left his, his family members and his father's household. And he didn't even know where God was taking him. God said, I want to take you to a, play, uh, to a new place. But he didn't even know where that address of that new place was even located. He had no clue, and yet he still took steps of faith to follow where God was wanting to take him. And every single day, he would wake up, and he would say, Lord, tell me where to take a step of faith. God would show him, and he would take a step of faith. He would go to bed that night, and every day he would wake up, and he would say, Lord, I'm going to take a new step of faith. 
He would go to bed that night, and then the next day he would take a new step of faith. And before he knew it, he was in the new land that God was wanting to take him, all because he was taking steps of faith every single day. And God will enlarge our territory if we will take steps of faith every single day. Psalm 37 and verse 23 says, The steps. Now listen, it doesn't say the stillness. It doesn't say the stagnation. It says the steps of the righteous are ordered, and in him he delights. He delights in his ways. And if we're going to experience all that God has for our lives, and if we want to experience God enlarging our territory, we're going to have to take steps of faith. People are always praying prayers like this. Lord, show me, and I'll go. And God says, no, you go, then I'll show you. Everybody wants God to show them first. God says, no, 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 take steps of faith, and then I'll continue to show you. Because God wants to bless our steps. If we will take steps of faith, God will show us what the next step is. He will bless us. He'll direct us. But first, it all starts out by taking a step of faith. Dr. Martin Luther King said a famous quote. You've probably seen it before. It's on many pictures. He says, take the first step of faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase just take the first step. God wants to enlarge our territory, but first it will mean that we have to take the first step. And that's my story. When I got saved, I took a step of faith. I accepted Jesus Christ, and God transformed my life. Shortly after I got saved, I joined the young adults group. It was called Catalyst at the time. I, I joined this group, and shortly thereafter I got saved, they were going to go on this missions trip to Lithuania. I wanted to go to Lithuania. I wanted to go and make a difference around the world. And, and so I said, man, I really want to go to that, but I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. But guess what I did? I went to the informational meeting. You know what that meant? I took a step of faith. I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. I just went to the meeting. I wanted to go. There was a desire in my heart. Then I, during the meeting, they began to talk about the different fundraisers and support letters. So guess what I did? I wrote this, the, the, the support letters, and I mailed them out. I took another step of faith. Then shortly thereafter, I, I began to volunteer in the, in the fireworks booth that Harvest Church had here for the church, and I began to serve there, and anyone that served there, then their, some of their way would get paid for, for the missions trip. So I put my name down to volunteer. I, I took a step of faith. I didn't know if all the money was going to come in or not, all I knew is I was taking a step of faith. Then the money came in. I was able to go to Lithuania. I was able to be able to go. It was $2,500 to be able to go to Lithuania. I was 19 at the time. I didn't know how it was going to go, but God made a way. Why? Because I took a step of faith. And then while I was in Lithuania, we were in powerful, powerful services where God began to speak to my heart. And God said, I want you to become a pastor. God said, I want you to go into ministry with your life. That's what I want you to do with your life. And so I took a step of faith. I came back, and I went back to my job. I was a hairstylist. I was a cosmetologist. I went back to my boss, and I said, I, I have to quit my job because God's calling me into ministry to become a full-time pastor. I took a step of faith, and I quit. Now, I, I just lost some of you right there. Some of you just said, Pastor Gary, you were a hairstylist? Yes. I was a hairstylist. That means I could preach. I could do your nails. I could do your mani-pedi. I could do your perm. I could color your hair. I could do all, whatever you need me to do. I could do massages, esthetician. I could do facials. Pastor Gary, is that true? Yes, I'm a licensed cosmetologist. I still have my license today as a licensed cosmetologist. Not because I ever want to go back to that work, but because I get discounts on shampoo. Come on. <laughs> Not true. Not true. Not true. Not because of that. Not because of that. All right. Pastor Gary used to have hair. Yes, yes, yes. I have pictures. I can prove it. I used to have hair. I took a step of faith. I quit my job because I had to go back to college. I knew God was calling me back to, to go back to college, and, and that's what I did. I took a step of faith. I didn't know how I was going to pay for college. I was 19 years old. I had no clue. How am I going to be able to pay for college? So one evening, I went into my parents' room, and I said, hey, God's calling me to become a pastor. God wants me to leave my job and wants me to become a minister, and that's what he wants me to do with my life. I had no clue how I was going to pay for my education. But I took a step of faith, and my parents that night, they said, Gary, as long as you're serving the Lord, and as long as you're in college, we're going to pay for your college education so that you could become a pastor, so you could become a minister. I didn't know how God was going to do it, but I took a step of faith. Four years later, graduated. And then two months after that, I'm getting married to my wife, Pastor Christina, we're going to be getting married in two months. Had no clue 
how I was going to be able to support her, how I was going to be able to pay for my bills. I had absolutely no clue. How, how in the world am I going to be able to support us? How many of you would be willing to let your beautiful 22-year-old daughter get married to someone without a job? That was me. I was that 22-year-old without the job marrying someone who's absolutely beautiful. Her parents actually let us get married. But here's the thing. One, I didn't know how I was going to support us. One week before we got married, our founding pastor, Pastor Scott Hagen, he calls me into his office and he says, Gary, uh, we want to hire you to become our hospitality pastor here. We want you to come on staff and to become a full-time pastor at Harvest Church. And never in my life would I have ever had imagined that I could have been a pastor here at Harvest Church. Here's what I did. I had no clue. All I knew is that God put a dream in my heart in Lithuania. And then a couple years later now, God makes a way for me to be a licensed pastor and to be on staff at Harvest Church. How does that happen? By taking steps of faith every single day. How am I here on staff 22 years later with my, with my territory continuing to be enlarged? How does that happen? It happens because every day you wake up and every day you pray and you say, God, where do I need to take the next step? God, show me the next step I need to take. God, I know you want to take me to that land. I know you want to take me to a new territory. I know you want to enlarge my, my incre increase my, my influence and, and everything else. Lord, how do I get to that place? It's by waking up every single day and saying, God, I want to walk your way. I want you to enlarge my territory. I want to go where you want me to go. God, do that. Enlarge my territory. It's by being faithful in the little things. It's by taking steps of faith. And here's what begins to happen. If we will follow God where he's actually leading us to, it means taking steps of faith every single day. If we will take a step of faith, God will lead us. If we're going to take a step of faith, God will bless us. If we will take a step of faith, God will enlarge our territory. But it all starts first with taking a step of faith. If you're able to stand this morning, would you stand with me this morning? Here's what this means for some of us. For some of us, it means taking a step of faith and going back to college. It means taking a step of faith and getting the education. It means taking a step of faith and getting those certificates or those diplomas or getting the proper training. For some of us, it's taking a, a step of faith in our finances and putting a budget together and actually sticking to it. For some of us, it means growing spiritually. It means taking a step of faith spiritually. It means I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to spend time with the Lord. Before I go on to social media, before I look at anything else, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to begin to pray. I'm going to begin to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. I keep on talking about how I want to grow. I keep on talking about how I want God to enlarge my territory, but I have to be willing to put in the time needed for God to keep me in a place where he's wanting to take me. Yes, anointing will open up some doors. Yes, your personality can open up certain doors. Yes, your abilities can open up certain doors, but the only way you're going to remain where God wants to take you is by having the right character, by having the right intent by being faithful in the little things. For some of you, it's saying, it's saying take a step of faith at work. Saying, I'm going to treat people better. I'm going to show up on time. I'm not going to lie at work. I'm going to do the things I know that God is asking me to do. And so this morning, as our worship team begins to sing us out in worship, in a time of worship, I want you to do me a favor. As we begin to worship, think about the things that are bringing you comfort in life that are actually holding you from going to the land that God is calling you to go to? What are the things that you're focusing on back here that you don't want to leave that are keeping you from the things over there that God's saying, I want to take you to these new territories because if we want God to enlarge our territory, we have to take our eyes off of what, we've what we're going to lose and onto what God wants us to gain. Would you do that this morning? Would you take a moment just to think about, pray about, God, what is it that you want me to leave? What comforts do you want me to leave? What sin do you want me to leave? What friends do you want me to leave? What relationships? Some of you are involved in a relationship right now that you know is not God's best for your life. What comforts in life do you have to leave for God to expand your territory? Take a moment right now to think about those things.
pray that you would speak to our hearts this morning about what comforts in life we have to leave behind so that we can experience all the great things that you want us to experience. There's new territory. There's new land that you want to give us. But the only way we get to that new land is if we're willing to leave the comforts in life. And so, Lord, I pray that you will help us take our eyes off of what it was and to get our eyes focused on the future and what we're going to gain in life. God, I pray that you would speak to us. God, I pray that you, not only would you speak to us about the comforts in life, but Lord, I pray that you would help us to follow the word of God. Lord, it's not enough for us just to hear your voice. We must be doers of the word. So Lord, help us to do exactly what you're calling us to do, to walk out this faith walk. God, tomorrow I pray that you'll remind people to spend time with you. I pray tomorrow, Lord, that you'll remind people to read their word and to get direction from you. That tomorrow when people wake up, before they take a step out of their bed, that they'll say, Lord, would you help me take steps of faith to follow you today? Because I want to go to the land that you're actually calling me to do, Lord. Would you help me to take steps of faith to be obedient? And God, I know that as we're obedient, you're going to be faithful to show us those steps. So God, I pray for every person in this room, would you enlarge our territories? Would you enlarge our influence? Would you enlarge everything that we're hoping for and praying about? God, in this series, we're specifically praying for specific things. We're praying for specific areas. God, would you answer us specifically? God, we're not being selfish when we pray specific prayers. We're being biblical. So God, would you touch those areas that we're really asking and believing for you to touch in this series. God, would you enlarge our territory? We're going to take by faith the territory that you're wanting to give us today. Everyone shout this out loud with me. God, give me my territory. Enlarge my territory. God, I pray that it wouldn't just be something that we would yell on a Sunday morning. But Lord, let it be something that we would live out Monday through Saturday. We would live out on Sunday. God, it's not enough to just get teaching on Sunday. Help us to be doers of the word. In Jesus' name. And everyone said aloud, amen. Amen, amen. How many of you will, with a raised hand, say with me that tomorrow when you wake up, you'll pray this prayer. Lord, help me take steps of faith. Will you pray that prayer with me tomorrow? Tomorrow when you wake up, will you say, Lord, show me the steps you want me to take. Will you take those steps tomorrow? It's not enough just to pray those. We must do what God is asking us to do. And I believe it. I believe that as you take those steps of faith, that God will begin to enlarge your territory. Now, there might be some of you here today, and maybe you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've tried to pray those prayers before where you say, God, enlarge my territory. God, bless me. God, I pray that you would give me these different things. And maybe you haven't seen those things happen to you because of one thing. God is not obligated to hear or answer our prayers unless we've already given our lives to Jesus Christ. And so if that's you this morning, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I want you to know that there's a prerequisite to being able to experience God enlarging our territory and God granting our requests. And so if that's you, you've never made that decision, I want to pray this prayer with you this morning. And it's not the prayer that does a saving. It's you believing it in your heart. Here's, here's what uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says. It says that if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, the Bible says you will be saved. And so in just a moment, I'm going to pray this prayer, whether you've joined us online or here in person. If you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Harvest Church, repeat this prayer with all those that are going to be repeating this prayer as well. Would you bow your hearts with me? Say this out loud. Say, Lord Jesus, I came into the church today because I wanted to experience your presence. I wanted to see if you're real. And Lord, I feel that you are real. I felt your presence here today. And because you're real, I know I'm obligated to make a decision today. And Lord, the decision I want to make is to follow you all the days of my life. So right now, Lord Jesus, would you come into my heart, come into my life. I receive you, I accept you, and I believe on you as my Lord and as my Savior. I want to live for you forever. Would you be in my life? Give me the gift of the Holy Spirit to help me to live for you and to make right decisions. Lord, speak to me, I pray. Just like you spoke to me today, would you speak to me again tomorrow and the next day after that until I come back to church the next week? God, speak to me every single day. Enlarge my territory in Jesus' name. And everyone said aloud, amen. 
Now here's what just took place. The Bible says that when you gave your life to Jesus Christ, that all of heaven erupted in praise. Now I want our church family to be able to erupt in praise over the decision that you made here this morning. And so if you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart and you know that you prayed that prayer, you I want you to know that, you're, that your, your future is secure. You are going to heaven. If you prayed that prayer, you meant it from your heart, I'm going to count to three. When I count to three, I want you to lift your hands all across this room. I want you to say, yes, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. If that was you, one, two, three. Raise your hands all across this auditorium. If you prayed that prayer, yes over there, yes back there, yes over there, yes right there. Keep your hands lifted. Yes right there, yes right here, yes right there, yes over there, yes back there, yes over there, yes right there. How about any over here? Come on, I'll give the Lord great praise. Let's rejoice over the decisions that have been made. Now listen, if you gave your life to Jesus Christ, there's a card that's located in a chair right in front of you. It looks just like the one that I'm holding here on the very back of that card. Would you do us a favor? Let us know that you did give your life to Jesus today. There's on the very top, on the back of that card, it says, I'm renewing my life to Jesus Christ. That means you prayed that prayer for the first time. Or there's another box that says, I'm renewing my life to Jesus Christ. And the reason why we want to be able to have your information on that card is so that we can invite you to come on out to our uh, Foundations of Faith class, which you can also sign up for online. And, um, and we just want you to grow in the Lord. This is a great church, and this is your new church family. We don't want you to just come today on Sunday only, but we want you to come ongoing because God has a plan for your life. God wants to enlarge your territory. God wants to bless you, and God wants to keep you from evil. You're going to see that every day as you begin to watch, as, as you begin to take steps of faith, you're going to watch God do some amazing things in your life, and I believe that over your life today. Everyone, just bow your hearts with me just one more time. Lord, I pray for every single person here today. Lord, thank you that we feel your presence in this place. Thank you that you are in the sanctuary. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God, I pray for every single person here. Lord, we come into this place. We get rejuvenated. We want to become more like you. God, I pray that that desire would not fizzle out tomorrow, but that the desire would continue to increase. Tomorrow, as we take steps for you, would you begin to continue to speak to our hearts and show us the steps that we're supposed to take. For it's in Jesus' name that we give you thanks. And all of God's people said aloud, amen. Amen and amen. We love you so much. Thank you for coming today, for being so wonderful to preach to. You are a wonderful, wonderful church. We love you. Have a great week in the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless. Music